Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Doing a new kitchen or bath? That's a big deal. So you want to make sure you're going to the right people when you're doing this project. One-stop shop's even better. UCI Kitchen and Bath, they're that. I'm not trying to dumb it down when I say one-stop shop. I'm saying they provide the installation, whatever you buy. You can visit their Norcross Georgia showroom if you want, see all their latest designs, something that's going to look perfect in your house. And they've got experts there going to walk you through it step-by-step, right? You mentioned the BS, uh, mentioned the Bailey Show podcast. You're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. Now, UCI Kitchen and Bath has been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. You can't deny that. But when you're not in Georgia. What's going to happen? Well, they're also servicing parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. You want to improve the property value of your house. Start with the kitchen and bath, UCI Kitchen and Bath. They're the best in the business, and they're going to do it. Fair prices, right? Quality of work, excellent service. That's what sets them apart. UCIGranite.com. That's their website, UCIGranite.com. They don't call Mad Dog Manny for nothing. Talking about Manny Aurora, who visits the Bailey Show podcast a couple times a month. We talk defense, criminal law, right? That's what he does for a living. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Handled litigation in 19 different states. Any questions that you might have for Manny Aurora, you can either shoot it to him personally at his law firm, theauroralawfirm.com, or you can call our hotline and leave us a voicemail for the next visit from Manny Aurora. Oh, Mad Dog Manny Aurora. 404-369-3825. As a former prosecutor, they at the Aurora Law Firm understand the other side of the case. Top 100 national trial lawyers at the Aurora Law Firm. Specializing in criminal law. If you need them, you need to get a hold of them today. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. And again, you got any questions for Mad Dog Manny Aurora next time he stops in the studio, get a hold of us, PodcastTheBS.com. With Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling, there's never an excuse to not talk to someone. And we all need somebody in our lives to talk to, especially a neutral third party on some occasions, right? Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. He's been a huge supporter of the BS podcast, and we appreciate that. He's working with children, adolescents, adults. They offer Spanish-speaking counseling services. And what's so great about Ridgeline Counseling is if maybe you're not in the Georgia area and you can't go to one of the three locations, being East Cobb, Marietta near the square, and McKaysville right outside of Blue Ridge, they do virtual sessions, accept insurance, and offer self-pay options. Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are without a doubt the best in the business, whether it's behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc. Ridgeline Counseling is there for you. MarkwellTherapy.com. Again, MarkwellTherapy.com. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange. I cannot wait to see who it is. I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. I think this will be our first reoccurring guest. I think Eddie the Adventure Guy is our first reoccurring guest, Nate. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, I guess if you don't count Manny and Diane. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't want to. Mad Dog Manny and 
Diane Spivo. Anyway, Eddie the Adventure Guy, Georgia boy. Identical twins, his brother James. They go cave diving. They've got only five years experience. And their YouTube channel is ridiculous. They've got millions and millions of views because this stuff is, like, really cool. And I still don't believe, Eddie, that you really know what you're doing. I think that I think that you guys just kind of play it by ear, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, some stuff you know we're doing, the other stuff we're kind of in over our head. And nobody's come to you and said, "Hey, let's cool it." You guys might kill yourself in one of these caves. Uh, we actually get a bunch of those comments and people hitting us up on Instagram and stuff, like serious cavers and everything. They're like, "You gotta be careful," because I haven't had that many close calls ever. Yeah, and you guys have a lot of them. Like, that's part of the gimmick on your YouTube channel, which you can find them, by the way, Action Adventure Twins, same with Instagram, is you have a lot of close calls. Like, that should be a warning sign. It says either go to cave diving classes or just stop diving into these holes. Yeah, but that's kind of how we lived our whole life, you know? I mean, you got to live it fast. I guess. Life if you're not living it up, you know? What What is the scariest uh close encounter that you guys have have had so far that you thought it, it's just done it's over man there's been so many um i think my scariest one i think we talked about a little this last time but another one that i had was we brought this tiny little scuba tank maybe that big mm. into a abandoned mine it's like this giant marble mine in georgia and the whole thing's flooded so you take a kayak out on this big underground lake, probably a couple football fields across, and we saw like a hole that went down. There was literally a ladder. And we're like, what the heck is down that ladder? So I got the scuba tank, put it in my mouth. Um, I had like a wetsuit on and everything. And I just started climbing down this ladder that was underwater. And I climbed down maybe 25 feet or something. And suddenly I realized it opened up again. Like I had literally gone through the solid rock in the floor of the mine and it opened up into another level down. And I was like, holy crap. And about that time I ran out of air in the tank and I was like, all right, so I got to get back up like this ladder. So I like quickly climbed back up this ladder and as soon as I step out of the lake, like I'm back out in the dry air, there, there was a pipe that went down this ladder. I guess it was like an air pipe back in the day for this mine. Well, that pipe like jerked across the ladder and like smacked the wall and totally whited out everything down there. Like it disturbed some silt. And in an instant, I couldn't see anywhere that I had just come up from. And I still don't know what caused that pipe to move. I don't know if like I dislodged a rock that was resting up on the pipe down there or like, I don't know what it was, but if I had been down there when that pipe moved, I would have never gotten back up. First of all, it would have hit me off the ladder, like in this second level of the mine. And I would have never found the ladder again. So you're not a certified cave diver and you're definitely not a certified scuba diver. So now this is two things that you do. (laughs) 
that you're probably getting thanks online, you know, and, uh, Jacques Cousteau's kids going after you on Instagram going, what are you doing? You dumb redneck, get out of the holes in the water. (laughs) I'll give them that one. I mean, you know, that was pretty sketchy. So this is like last time you were on the show, Eddie, Nate, uh, I don't think anybody was with me at the time, but, um, I know Nate definitely was not. And this is like right up Nate's alley when he lived here, he lives in Mexico now. But Nate, I was telling you, you know, with Eddie, like I was surprised you didn't know about all this stuff. Like, what did you say that Georgia's the number one state with the most caves? Right? Didn't you know what you said? Tennessee's actually got the most caves, um, but the Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama region is the best in the world. Yeah, for like big, long, deep caves, you know. There's just holes so, in the ground. Like every place that you were hiking up in North Georgia back in the day, Nate, Eddie's telling me you could just fall through the fall through the ground. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh I've seen some of the, the videos and stuff with it. Yeah, there's it looks like there's just a little tiny hole and then it's some giant cavern below. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go <watch> out, man. <laughs> Brand, Brandon's the one that hunted Eddie down originally. You weren't on the last conversation we had either. Uh, I can see you taking Brandon out. Brandon would be all all about jumping in some of these holes, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would like to go in a cave that, like, the underground lake sounds pretty cool, but nowhere that I got to, like, squirm my body through real tight. Or I want to be able to, like, stand and walk. That'd be uh, that'd be the kind of cave I want to go in. Yeah, we could arrange that. You know, you should, you should come with us sometime. Um, they don't all have to be a tight cave. In fact, one of these other ones we just went into – it started out massive. Like it was an hour long hike deep in the woods and we get to this entrance and it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. It was probably 70 feet by like 40 feet tall and walk into it and it just gets bigger. I was like, the heck go through this little breakdown pile. You don't have to crawl or anything. You're not squeezing. And it opens up into this giant underground river with a beach on it and everything and a bunch of fish in the water. I think you'd like that one. Damn, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these videos, you know, I was watching one uh, this morning, you know, that you're coming on. And this is Nikki's first, like, day in the studio, like, on a regular basis. And I could just picture one of those really tight areas and... These guys squirming and because I'm claustrophobic, I, I couldn't do it. Me too. But I could see you like stuck and trying to get out and yelling and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, get me the fuck out of this cave! <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was it to put me in this fucking cave? Because <laughs> la- last time you when we were talking about dangerous uh, encounters, one of y'all brought your girlfriend right, and she fell or almost fell. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sketchy. She honestly hasn't been back since because it scarred her so much. Uh-huh. But she definitely almost broke her back. Yeah. And okay. Mm-hmm. So one of one of the stories you told, and and I can't stop thinking about this since since last time you were on the show, is the guy that reached out to you with the treasure map, and told told you that. There's a cave that you guys have been in numerous times here in Georgia, I think, that, and you know exactly where this area is in the cave, that there's a fake wall, and behind it is Civil War gold or treasure. Have you, have you gone on that excursion yet? 
We have not. Um, we're afraid the cave actually has gotten sealed up at this point, but we haven't actually been able to go over there and confirm. And to be honest, I don't know actually where in the cave it is. The thing is, we've been in that cave like multiple times, and we know the cave really well, but he's the one with the map, and he knows exactly where it is inside the cave. We're not sure where this false wall is. But something tells me we've stared probably right at it, just not knowing that there was something behind that wall. How credible is this guy? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we haven't met him in person. Yeah. Don't know what this map looks like. But he says eventually he's going to make it up our way because he lives in another state. So we're kind of just waiting on him, honestly. Yeah, look, if... I don't know. Like, like if if I if I've got a map of treasure and I know where I'm going and I got guys that can get it for me, mm-hmm. I'm at your house the next day, if not sooner. <laughs> I mean, this has been going on for quite some. Oh, I'm busy. I can't. I I can't afford to go be a millionaire right now. I'm sorry. I've I've got to go. I've got. There's a tire sale this weekend at where I work, and I got to sell tires. So I don't know. I mean, he might be jerking you around. He might just be a crazy guy wanting to get, you know two young men in a cave by themselves or something might be a freak. Yeah. We might want to bring a firearm or something. You know, we've seen the movies, how it all ends <laughs> the double cross deep in the cave, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I told you that, did I not? I said, you got to be careful, make sure you sign some paperwork and that, you know, maybe you take the, you take the lead. This guy's in the middle and your brother's uh, trailing just to keep an eye on him. You know, and if he wants to bring a crew, don't do it. You, you don't, it's, they're going to kill you. It's not going. It's going to be bad. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to think that one over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it's exciting enough. We're willing to do it. You know, Brandon, have you been uh, to any of these places that uh, Eddie and his brother go to? No, I think the only one. I think the only cave I've been in really is a uh, Niagara Fall. I mean, not Niagara, Ruby Falls. Up in Tennessee. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but, but that's a, that that's in a cave? park though. Yeah, no, I, I mean I don't normally just go crawling in holes in the ground. Yeah, that's it's what they do. What I do. They, they yeah, just find no, I just, I mean, like like go to their YouTuber. They they're just walking and they're like, oh, there's a hole. Let's jump into it. And that's what they do. This isn't like uh, you buy tickets to go into these caves. We can do that. I've been to the one in Ruby Falls too. Uh, I was claustrophobic there. These are ones where these guys don't stop. They just keep going until their body doesn't fit in any holes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it just blows my mind. It's, even Nate wouldn't do anything like that, would you, Nate? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I go to a lot of caves here and cenotes and stuff under underground uh, freshwater um, cenotes and different. Um, I did like rappelling into this one cave. It was through this little tiny hole, but it's not like one that nobody's ever been to or anything like that. Yeah. But I'd be interested. Well. Yeah, Nate. I, I bet you didn't know there was a cave beneath Ruby Falls. Oh, really? Really? Have, so you've been in Ruby Falls. You've seen the elevator that goes down, right? Uh, it's been a long time, but an elevator does sound familiar. Yep, you got to go down maybe 400 feet or something, maybe 500, and the elevator actually keeps going after you get to the bottom of Ruby Falls, but they sealed it off. So nobody can get down to this lower cave anymore. Why? And yeah, it's like this lower cave and they accidentally bored a train tunnel 
straight through it. And every time the train would pass, like soot would get into this cave and turn it blacker and blacker. And they used to run tours in it and everything, but because of all that soot, they sealed it off. Or so they thought, but you can get into it. And uh, there's like spiral staircase in there and the whole elevator shaft and there's like writing from the civil war and everything so it's like way cooler than ruby falls so so how how did these people during the civil war times find all these cool caves and like now it takes people like you and your brother uh to to find them you know but they like there's all kinds like it was almost like the civil war was fought underground (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they just see an opening in the side of the hill and they go in with torches pretty much, which I can't believe that. Cause if your torch goes out, you know, a mile underground, what are you going to do really? Like, that's just insane. But they were mining saltpeter from it to make ammunition. You know, they're making gunpowder from it. So they had a whole operation in there pretty much. Yeah. This guy said some balls. You know, go in there with a torch. You're like, let's go yeah. get some, what'd you call it? Salt Peter? Get some salt Peter. Yeah. You know, make some bullets because we got to shoot some, some damn Yankees coming down here into our caves. You know, fuck them up. <laughs> what were you saying, Nikki? Um, I was, I don't even remember what I was saying. I was trying to say something to Nate. Oh, well. oh I was saying about how when him and Alexis just had that scare, weren't they in a cave? Weren't you guys going to a cave or something like that? When y'all almost got swept into the ocean. Oh yeah, yeah. We were looking, mm-hmm. we're looking for the cave, and then also I just saw, uh, you know, the the Mexican Sasquatch in the cave. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just in a cave. That's right. You need to go down to Mexico, <laughs> Eddie, and do some cave cave spelunking with uh, with Nate. They got the Mexican Sasquatch over there, El Bigfooto. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, well, you hurt your wrist, so you've been kind of not been able to go out. Is your brother still going out without you? Yeah, he's uh, gone right now. Oh, pretty jealous. He's uh, thinking a top mine right now up in North Georgia. So by himself? Massive. No, he went with some friends. Luckily, it's never safe to go alone. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty jealous because we've been in that mine before. Spent about five hours inside of it and didn't even come close to seeing the whole thing. Wow. I mean. Because this thing was so massive, they would drive trucks into it, like miles underground. Who would drive trucks? All the miners. Yeah. Like great big diesel trucks. The haulage ways that they would haul this ore out kind of spirals its way down into the mountain. And it goes a thousand feet vertically down, but like miles back. And these passageways are like. 50 feet tall, maybe 40 feet wide. It's man, just massive. Man-made? Yeah. Whole thing's man-made. Wow. And this isn't like something that you buy tickets to go to. You just know that it exists. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody really knows it exists. We uh, found an old mining map that showed it would be there, and we hiked like an hour and a half, I think it is, from the road back in the woods just saw the opening and we were like oh heck yeah and we went in it with like tiny little lights the first time no air monitor or anything and we're like this is too much and we had to leave and come back with way better equipment because we couldn't even get like a couple hundred feet into it 
without feeling pretty sketch. Do you guys bring, uh, uh like, uh, air tanks and stuff? Yeah, we bring, um, the air monitor, which will go off if, you know, there's sketchy air in it. And then we bring little mini scuba tanks, the ones that I use to go down that ladder pretty much. Mm. They give us like, you know, 10 minutes of air or something yeah. just in case we hit a pocket of bad air and we can get ourselves out. Does it detect certain gases? Yeah, it detects uh, the four different gases you pretty much got to look out for in abandoned mines. It's like hydrogen sulfide, low oxygen, carbon dioxide, and carbon monoxide. Right. And have you encountered any of those? Yeah, um, we just did for the first time about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, we had dug open this mine that had been sealed for 25 years. So, like, the entrance had collapsed down and was no longer accessible since 1997, like, I think. And some guy told us to just start digging there. So we dug and dug and got, like, eight feet down. And we're like, this is pretty sketch because it's like an unsupported hole that now we're down in digging with a shovel and like sticking in a bucket and hauling up this dirt. So we bought a bunch of plywood and two by fours and like shored up, made a little triangle and we kept digging, kept digging. We got like 20 feet down and we gave up for like half a year. Cause this thing was taking forever to dig with four guys. We were making slow progress and the dude's like, you got to keep going, man. <laughs> so we just kept digging and kept digging. And we're 25 feet in now. Literally a 25-foot tunnel. It's like, you know, at a 70-degree angle, almost vertical. And I was like, no, this is too much. This thing's going to collapse. And the guy's like, dude, you're almost there. So we gave it one more day. And I'm shoveling down in the hole. Nobody else want to get in the hole. Like, I'm the only one shoveling here at this point. They're all like, this is too sketch. And my shovel suddenly just broke through, like, the empty space. And I was like, oh, this is the day. And literally, I, I you know, scoot some air aside and, like, boom, I get hit with, like, a giant blast of air. And I was like, this is it. So we get our air monitor and as soon as like we had to go back to the car to get all of our stuff, you know, all of our supplies. Cause we didn't think we were going to get in. So hold so on, let, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me stop you for a second. So you're digging a hole in the ground, you're going down and you're 20 yeah. feet down. And then you get to a point where the next dig, you hit an air pocket and there's an opening underneath that layer of dirt. Am I correct? Yeah. We're like, digging in front of the face of a, a cliff. So it's rock in front of us, but we're just digging the dirt out from between that rock. And we just keep going down, down, down. And suddenly my shovel just pushes through to nothing. Wow. And like, I look at the hole and it's a black void. Well, okay. So there's this, this, this huge opening on, it's like a different world. So technically 20 feet of earth could just fall into this cave at any point in time. There's nothing supporting that 20 feet of earth. Yeah. That's why we were so sketched out, but the guy just gave us so much, 
confidence to keep going. We're like, we got to do it, man. So yeah, we go back to our car, get all of our supplies, you know, our lights, our boats, because we've been told there's an underground lake in here. Um, our, you know, our air meter, our oxygen tanks. And I turn on the air meter. And as soon as I go up to the hole, it starts beeping. I was like, oh, that's not good. It's been sealed up for so long. All the gases have been building up. And our screen is actually cracked on the air monitor right now. So where it would normally show you, like, oh, it's got this amount of dangerous gas, you know, we can't see any of that. We just hear it beeping. We're like, mm, hey, you know, I really want to go in it, but I don't know if it's safe. And eventually, we're just like, well, we got to go in it anyway. <laughs> so we went in it. We're like, you know, if someone passes out, someone will come in after me with the air tank, drag me out or something. I don't know what we're thinking, but um, go in. And it is massive in there, like 70-foot-tall ceilings. There's, like, wooden cribbing from 1900, which is, like, supporting the ceiling. And blue stalactites which are those little formations that hang down from the top of caves and stuff uh-huh. they're actually blue from all the copper and stuff and uh we keep walking and walking seeing all these flooded shafts that like you could technically scuba dive and stuff and suddenly we just see this giant lake open up we're like, oh, this is it, this is it. And it's like perfectly green too. It's crazy. I guess because of all the copper. So we inflate our rafts and we set out on this big lake and we're rowing for like 30 minutes or something. And we finally come across like the other side of the lake. We're like, dang, dude, this is crazy. And we found a little squeeze that like you squeeze into. Um, and like we brought a second raft and we, once we squeezed through this, we realized it was flooded again and we inflated our raft and we just kept going into this thing. Like it was a flooded tunnel through this squeeze and it went for like another 150 feet or something. And you see all these blue like formations under the water and everything. It was crazy. Anything of value in there? Um, I mean, there's like really cool ore samples that probably would fetch a good penny, like pure green rocks. You've never seen anything this green and they're just lying everywhere in the mine. Uh. So, I mean, we grabbed a couple of those. Um, it turns out some museum actually wants us to donate them now to them just so they can have them on display and they're going to credit us and everything. That's cool. So that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Uh, what about critters? What kind of critters are you finding in there? There was absolutely nothing. Normally you'll see a bat, a rat, or a snake or something. This might have been sealed up so well that there was nothing. There was no way an animal could get into it. So who do you so, think sealed it up? Or did just it seal up on its own when it wasn't being used? Well, I think it was sealed up by the county or something because... Back in the 90s, there was a police chase, and some guy drove his car through this entrance and kept driving and driving and ended up plunging into the underground lake and dying. So the county sealed this thing up to keep anybody else from getting in there, and then somebody else died in there, 
Like, I don't know if it was before that. I think it was before that. They went out on this lake in, like, a homemade raft made of uh, 55-gallon drums. And all they had was this tiny little lantern. Suddenly, they rocked the boat a little bit. And it took on water, and they basically got the lantern wet. And all the light went out. And they basically drowned because they couldn't see a single thing. So a couple people died in this place. Pretty sketchy. And then the guy who told us to keep digging, he almost died in there because he took the same barrel raft. Like, it's just still in the mine today. And he was out there with a little lantern, him and his friend, and they were rowing, and they got all the way across the lake and then hit a wall. It took on water and went underwater and out went his light. And so they're swimming around in the pitch black. And luckily, he had, like, this little keychain light. And he literally found his way back with this little, like, one lumen light. It's like, we almost died in there. It was crazy. <laughs> Does anybody else feel uncomfortable when he's telling these stories? Like, you're just like, if you were, it just seems like it's so easy to die in these damn things. And to, that'd be the worst death ever. You'd be stranded <laughs> underground in a lake in the pitch black. And you just run out of energy. And you just fall down. You guys need to scuba dive in that lake. You know, go see what's in that car. Yeah, that's what we want to do is because um, what we saw in that mine, as massive as it was, and as many hours as we've been in there, we saw probably 3,000 feet of it. Apparently, it goes for four miles. So we saw a fraction of what's down there. We've been told stories that there is ore carts still on tracks, like a whole train of ore carts. There's, like, lanterns hanging on the wall from 1890. Um, there's, like, pickaxes and stuff down there. There's some cool stuff. But it's all been flooded now that the water table has risen up. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll honestly admit this, Nate. You're going to be really happy to hear me say this. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. If you're on someone else's property for a reason other than business, the owner is only liable if they intentionally hurt you. So if you're over at someone else's house for a party, make sure you don't trip down the stairs. Because even if the owner is found negligent, you still can't recover. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Call my wife for all the right reasons, and that's because you're looking to buy or sell a property in this nutso-crazy market that we're in. Rachel Guy, she is your guy. She's my wife, but she's your guy. Realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office, 404-797-4600. She's an amazing realtor. I've watched her in action, and she's really great. And a lot of you know that because you've used her stress-free buying and selling in this crazy market. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Hey, fellas, the older we get... The harder it gets, talking about weight loss, testosterone, muscle growth, sexual health, pain and joint management, so on and so forth. Well, I'm here to tell you, Nubertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, 
is your men's wellness facility. Whether it is testosterone maintenance or weight loss program, uh, sexual health. 50% of all men over 40 experience some kind of sexual dysfunction. Pain and joint management, you name it. Menswellnessleague.com is the website you need to go to. It says schedule a call. They'll call you and walk you through it. Get started on your journey to overall wellness today. And for a limited time, Nuberty is offering its full wellness combine for only $99. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up and mention my name, Bailey, or the BS Podcast, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at $150. Menswellnessleague.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C R E A T E. G-R-A-P-H-I-X dot net or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X dot net. And back to you, Jason. Eddie and James, the identical twin brothers, the adventure guys, have found more in the five years in these holes in Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, than the Laginas have on Oak Island in, I think, 11 seasons. (laughs) It's true. That's the point. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I was watching um, one of the videos on YouTube where you guys was in a lake with the clouds, and there was a lobster down there. Can you eat that? Oh, yeah, that thing was huge. Um, (laughs) I mean, it was more like a crawfish. but So I've never eaten crawfish. I'm sure you could. But, you know, I don't think you want to eat a cave crawfish. You don't know where that thing's been. And uh, it's probably pretty illegal to, to to try and harvest a cave creature, you know. <laughs> you, but, but you can legally take stuff out of the caves, like these lanterns and these pickaxes and stuff. No, you can't? No, you can't. Um, well, some of the mines that would be on public property, you could. But caves are strictly off limit. You can't take anything out of these caves. Um, definitely can't hurt the wildlife in them. But, I mean, there's some mines that are on public property, and, you know, those are technically up for grabs, I guess. So so a cave that somebody hasn't been in in God knows how long, you guys go in it, and you want to take a, a souvenir. That's illegal? Like, what's the law on that? Is that a federal law or a state law? It depends on the mine. Um, there's There's definitely a couple historical mines that you can't take anything from that would probably be a federal law but as far as the other ones i think a lot of them are on just private property so it'd come down to the landowner who could press charges it'd be more like you know now you're trespassing because you're your intent to steal something or anything you should buy the land you should find you know like land that's for sale (laughs) 
that's got some of the stuff on there. And you're like, oh, dude, there might be something big. We should buy this land. You know, at the risk of sounding like an elitist, I will say you can buy land in North Georgia fairly inexpensively. Uh, you know, and you, I tell you what, you and your brother are more than welcome to go up to my cabin and stay for a couple days on the house. I've got a little over four acres, two lots that you can scour and see if you can find some holes to jump into. Where is it at? Mineral bluff. Oh, uh, is that, where, where is that near? Just, just North of blue Ridge. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, we could definitely probably find something there. That's where all the marble mines are at. I've got, um, I've got marble mines. I tell you, you go up there, you, 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 you just walk around. Cause I haven't gone on the, on the property, you know, um, right now is probably not the best because uh, all the leaves are full. I mean, all the trees are full, but when you get into fall and those leaves are coming down, you can just walk as you know, you can see as far as the, the eye can see, you find some holes, dude. It's mine. It's ours. You know, it's on my property. We can take it. I want a pickaxe. I want a lantern. I want some ore. I want some gold. I want some Peter stuff, whatever it was. I want all that stuff, you know? Dude, we'll find it. That's we'll cool. definitely find it. God. What if it, make? what if I have like this treasure on the property, right? And Eddie finds it. He's like, dude, you're not going to believe what I just found. What did you just find? So we found this secret cave on your property that's got five buggy loads of gold coins. What do you want me to do with it? I'll be there in a minute. Just hang on. Oh, God. You know, and then we can keep it, right? Because it's on my property. Oh, yeah. You'd be fine to keep that. That's your property. That's yeah. your goal. Yeah. So that's what you need to do with this stuff. You need to go to places, I mean, uh, you know, that, that you can keep the stuff and then start a museum. Like even the pickaxe or the lantern and all that stuff, you know, people want to see that. That's neat. Yeah. Um, we got our own little collection going on in our house, places we can take it from. But yeah, it'd be cool to start something and let other people see it, you know. Yeah. But really, I mean people get to see it online at least, you know, at least we're taking videos and getting millions of views and everybody gets to experience this stuff through the internet. I'm telling you, man, there's so many opportunities for sponsorship. You guys are missing, <laughs> you guys are missing a lot of dollar signs. You need to let me manage the adventure guys. We would, we would have everything sponsored. We'd have whatever's on your bum wrist right now, sponsored by Grady hospital or something. <laughs> it would be everything you guys did. Yeah. Millions and millions of views. It's a lot of eyes and ears on that. Did you hurt your wrists uh, in a cave? Is that how you got injured? Luckily? No, because I would have been screwed. Like this is a bad sprain. It's been just about a month now and it still hurts like really bad. And I'm telling you if that happened miles back in a cave, I would have had to call for help and it would have been like a giant rescue or something. Really? So luckily it was on my bike doing tricks, you know, cause you don't want that to happen in a cave. Doing tricks on a bike. Of course, nobody wants to take their bike in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you bringing your damn mongoose again to the cave? I told you to stop taking your bike and doing tricks in the damn cave. We're going 500 feet down in the earth. That's amazing, man. Like there's so many, of these tunnels and caves below us 
and uh, a lot of you know some of them are man made. A lot of them are man made. That's crazy, Nate. Uh, do you have any questions for Eddie? Yeah, I know you'd mentioned in that one cave that it was sealed up, so you didn't really find anything. Have what other kind of animals in other? Because like in, in other caves, have you encountered? I, I was in a cave down here in Mexico, and and I see some like it smelled really bad, and I see some little like kind of feet go in the distance, and uh, in a little bit they come out, and it was a family of wild boars. But that that's what smelled so bad because they stink. Um, but do you, would you? What else do you usually find in like Georgia caves? Um, the Georgia case, we found, we ran into a bobcat in an iron mine. So that was pretty sketchy. Like we didn't know what it was at first. And finally, once we were progressing far enough into this mine where it pretty much had a collapse at the end and the bobcat had nowhere to go, turned around to face us. And we're like, oh yeah. Okay. So there's probably nowhere for this thing to go. We're pretty much cornering this thing. We better get the heck out of here. That was that was a scary one. Uh, we ran into a couple bears. Um, my brother was peeking into a talc mine entrance, and this was a tiny entrance he'd almost have to squeeze into. So he pretty much did. He started squeezing into it, and he thought he heard the walls breathing or something. And he's like, "What is? Is this mine alive or something?" About that time the black bear just turns around and he could see the shiny eyes and the nose. And he was like, Oh heck no. And he just split from there. Um, that was probably the sketchiest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we see all sorts of other stuff though. We've seen rats, bats, a uh, couple big snakes. Snakes are usually fine. Cause they're coiled up in like a little corner or something. And then we've seen like fish underground and see a lot of crawfish. But this last cave we went to, man, I swear this thing was a lobster. It was a lobster. I saw it. (laughs) Nikki's like, this is a different cave. So the one that you saw was the one with the beach in it that I wanted to take you into, Nate, or uh, you into Brandon. But, um, no, this was a separate cave. This one was one of the biggest caves in the United States. It is in Tennessee. We thought the caves were big in Georgia. No, the caves in Tennessee are massive. This thing was 16 miles long. And to get into it, we had to rappel 65 feet down a pit. We had to go up two waterfalls and then go through the gnarliest crawls you'll ever experience. All that with like a 50-pound rope bag. And ascenders are giant, like, custom-made light and everything. So we're hauling all this gear through these gnarly passages. And suddenly my friend goes, wait, watch this. And he just throws a rock over the edge, and it drops and drops and drops, like 300 feet down. And when it hits the bottom, it makes the biggest echo I've ever heard. And it turns out we made it to the biggest underground room in America, well, it's the second biggest underground room, but the first biggest one is in Carlsbad Cavern, and it's super touristy because they put, like, a giant walkway through it and everything. So this is, like, the biggest underground room in, like, a wild cave. And we got to go down this thing. That's why we brought all the gear. So we tie up the rope. We throw the rope bag down there, like, 300 feet. And as you're rappelling down, 
it's the craziest experience you'll ever feel because we have the brightest lights possible, literally the brightest headlamps on the market. And the room is so big, it swallows the light and you can't see a single wall. You can't see the floor. So we're zipping down this rope on our descender and you can't tell when you're going to hit the bottom. Like you're just gaining speed. You don't know what's going on. You have no frame of reference. And it started to freak me out a little bit. I was like, am I going to like just hit the ground all of a sudden without knowing it? And then finally, when I got about 50 feet from the ground, my light could hit the ground. And I was like, all right, so this, I feel a little better now. Don't you but, have, don't you have something like underneath of you, like a weight or, you know, that, that'll hit before it'll give you enough time to know when you're about to hit. No, I mean, we threw the rope back down there and we listened to how long it took to fall. But as soon as you're on the rope, I mean, there's no way to see the floor with these lights that we have. I think I'd attach like so, a golf ball to my shoe or something like that. That's, that hangs, <laughs> hangs like, like the old tennis ball on the car trip. Yeah, yeah, it's have some golf balls dangling from your feet about at least 10 yards. When you get down there, you're <laughs> da, 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 that's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Yeah, we, get, we get down to this room and we whip out our big light. It's a custom made light that runs off 120 volts meant to light up parking lots and the light's not doing anything. This room is so big, it'll fit like a super dome inside of it. Jesus. And it's five acres across. And so we're just walking, walking. We probably walk for 20 minutes across this room. It's more like climbing because the whole room, the ceiling has fallen in, and you're walking over like a giant broken down pile of rocks, car-sized rocks. And eventually we get over the hill and we see an underground river. And we're like, whoa. And the guy we were going with, he says the river runs for like six miles or something. It's this great big river. And I get down to the bank of it, and I look in the water, and there's like a legit lobster in there. This thing is every bit of a foot long, giant pinchers. And I was like, that's crazy. I've never seen something that big. That's, that can't be a crawfish. And it was pure white, too, because it was living underground. It was like albino. Wow. That's probably, I'm assuming, fairly rare, you know? Like, yeah. Like what oh, if, yeah. What if you, did, did you Google it? Like albino lobster? Like, yeah, they're a million dollars a piece if you got one. No, I, I tried to type it in, but, you know, all that was coming up was the cave crayfish because that's, like, the biggest thing that you'll see in these caves. So, like... I don't know that anybody's ever seen one this big. And that's a whole different world when you're in these caves, you're that deep into the earth and these lakes, uh, there's a whole nother world under that water. I mean, it could just be flooded, more flooded caves in there, right? Exactly. Like we don't, we don't know where this river goes, but apparently my friend says you can get on the river with like an inflatable kayak or something and you can ride it for like six miles underground. And there might be a second entrance that you can pop up out of and everything. But there's probably a lot more cave under the water too. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna do this? Are you gonna you're gonna ride that lake, that river? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as we figure out if there's a second entrance that we can get out at, because he claims that there is. He doesn't know where it's at though. So <laughs> 
Also, we got to figure out the water levels because apparently some guy's done it before and he barely squeezed under a rock ledge. Like the river was pretty high that day and he barely made it under it. So if the river's any higher than it is when he went, you're going to get like forced underwater pretty much. Yeah. You don't so want that. Gotta figure out some details first. I will tell you this, you and your brother are extremely trustworthy. Like a lot of your stories are like, yeah, this guy told us oh, a buddy of mine said to go, you know, like I'm a DTA type of guy, but you're believing everything everybody says to you. Uh, Brandon, you got a question for Eddie? Uh, yeah. Uh, first off though, I was looking up white lobster and it says it's a one in a hundred million chance to find a white lobster. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So is anyone like, uh, I mean, I know y- y'all are doing good on like YouTube and social media and stuff, but does anyone like come to y'all and like, Hey, you want to do a TV show or anything like that? Or have y'all thought about doing a TV show? Yes, actually. Um, two people first, the discovery channel hit us up. And they wanted, it was the same producers of the Curse of Oak Island. And they wanted us to take them on a boat ride through the marble mine. And we're like, oh, heck yeah, man, come along. Like, this mine is right next to the road. You can literally drive your car into it. So, like, you'll be able to get your camera gear in there. You'll be able to pull your boat up. And the water's only, like, 100 yards into the mine. And they were like, oh, heck yeah. So we're going to try and get, like, permission from the city and the city denied them because they were trying to do it the legal way, you know? So, uh, couldn't do that. I was pretty bummed about that. And then another TV producer, I guess you call it, hit us up and they're like, yeah, we do stuff for Netflix for all sorts of different channels. And they're like, yeah, um, give us some info about yourselves and, uh, what y'all are like and everything. And they're like, we'll let you know if we want to do a show with you. They just hit us up. So hopefully that one plays out. That's a production company that wants to make a show around you guys. That's what I was telling you before. I mean, there's definitely a show there. Um, I think your brother is a little bit more reserved than you are a little bit more quiet and shy, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you would be, you know, the face and the talker and your brother would be the shy dude. And, but I mean, you got every box checked off. You know, yeah. you live in Georgia, you, you know, you're young, you're identical twins, you like zero fear, <laughs> you know, you jump in any hole given. So it's, you got a following on social media, every production company should be banging down your door in order to do a show with you guys banging down your door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, that's what, that's, 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 some butthead hit us up too. They wanted to, they're, they're doing like a new season and apparently they talk about viral videos online and they saw that Petty John's video, high anxiety and Petty John's mm. it's got 32 million views. And they're like, um, we want to do like a little bit about that. So I think they're going to incorporate that into their new season. We haven't heard back from them, but you definitely want it on there. Yeah. You know, you're going to get ripped, right? They'd be like, dumb asses, <laughs> which is fine. Any pub is good pub. Uh, pub. Nikki question for Eddie. It sounds like when you're talking about these caves that, you know, a lot of the history, how much studying of these caves do you guys do before you go into them? We do a good bit. Um, the caves, 
we got a lot more info on them than the mines. Um, like the mines, you want to do your research on them just because you got to know where they're at. They're not like a cave where other people have been to them. Usually, like me and my brother are the first ones to to find these things. Who isn't a local? You know, locals might know where they're at <clears throat> because they're they're in the area and they know the woods. But you got to find these things, do your research. Then you got to know what kind of like toxic gases could be in them and stuff. So, kind of do our research. Um, the caves. We do a good bit of research, but most of the time, I mean, since people tell us the location where they're at, we just go in them and see what they're like for ourselves. If this uh, this guy with the treasure map, I'm assuming you've had more than one person approach you about treasure somewhere, right? Mm, not tre. I mean, people have told us there's gold in some mines and stuff, like not coins, but like. <laughs> raw gold and stuff. Yeah. So we've been meaning to go back to those mines because apparently we missed out on two ounces of gold just hanging out of the side of the wall. Yeah. Don't, um, don't want to miss that. I think stuff. That's the only one that was about treasure or gold or whatever. Have you, have you seen this guy like talk to him face to face on zoom or something? No, no, no. Has he ghosted you or are you still in contact with him? He basically just gave us a little YouTube comment and said, hey, man, you went to this mine and you missed out on like two ounces of gold that was hanging out on the wall. He's like, you should go check them out. No, no, no. uh, I'm I'm talking about the treasure map guy, the guy that says that there's the fake wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in contact with him. Oh, okay. I mean, would he want to come on the show and we can talk this out and get this thing rolling? Do you think? Probably not. I think he wants to keep it a secret, you know. I don't think he wants... There's not much more info that he can give than I've already give, given you without, like, giving away the whole thing, you know. Oh, but I've got a way. You have no idea, Eddie. I can <laughs> pull things out of people they don't even know they're saying. I mean, how... Because this is a treasure... Remind me, the treasure map that was found, like, in his family, right? That was passed down or something? I'm not sure where he got the oh. treasure map. You would think it was passed down or something. Yeah. I don't know how else he would get that, but it's an old, old map. Yeah. He had to break into some place and steal some big document from the United States and then put lemon juice on the back of it, and uh, they found a treasure map. Or I don't know. I've, I've, maybe I got the stories mixed up with the movie. I have no idea. Uh, all right. Eddie the Adventure Guy, uh, Action Adventure Twins on YouTube, Action Adventure Twins on uh, Instagram. Uh, you guys are awesome. I, I, I love having you on the show the, like your adventures are killer. And Brandon, if you ever go out with them, obviously let me know. I could totally see you doing this. I actually could see Brandon being the first person you take with you that dies. Oh, no. Yeah. Nobody ever gets hurt on the ground. We'll just slap a camera on his head and the cameraman never gets hurt. So <laughs> there you go. Now, if something were to happen to Brandon, it was life or death. You know, he actually, he dies or he gets maimed where he can't move anymore. And you guys are so far, you leave him behind, right? And you just say, this is what you signed up for, kid. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that to you, man. Right. We'll keep, we'll, that's why you go in a group. We'll leave one guy with you. The other guy will run for help and uh, we'll hope you don't bleed out. <laughs> appreciate it Brandon's going to be the first and only person ever get bit by the white uh, the albino lobster and die 
<laughs> no, no, we didn't realize that the poison is is worse than any viper snake uh, possesses. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I hope your wrist gets better and you get back out to cave diving soon. We'll have you on sooner than later. Keep us posted on any cool stories. Obviously, we're following you on on your social channels and stuff. But thanks for coming on, Eddie. Thank you for having me. It's been fun.